For the final time this season, it is time to cross over with an enemy from the AFC South. Yes, we are going to welcome you guys to the desolate wasteland that is the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. We have a lot to talk about, and I hope you guys are here to listen. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all for tuning like in. Oh, yeah, dude, this stuff's super fun. <laughs> we're, we're having fun today, guys. But thank you all for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts and your Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Crossover Thursday is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and it's easy to play. No competing with other players. You, you, it's just you versus the projections available. Pick two to four players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can literally, oh gosh, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. It can literally take you less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love prize picks, and I know you do too. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. And as you can tell, we are butchering it. It's the last <laughs> it's the last one of the season, guys. Just trying to get out of here before the draft, right? Before yeah, the offseason. All six of you guys listening, uh, this is John Hickman of Locked On Texans, Zach Hicks of Locked On Colts. We're here to talk about this final game of the season. And it's that battle of the bads, <laughs> two of the worst teams in football. I think we could we could honestly say since like week eight, it's probably the two worst teams in the entire league. Uh, once the Colts made that decision to go to a, a different head coach, they've been right there with the. Because yeah. the last time we talked, <laughs> you guys, we had the tie game, right? Kicked it mm-hmm. off early in the year. Uh, and, and that was a game where the Houston Texans was up in that game, two scores going into the fourth quarter. And, the, you know, the coach made it a game late in the, in the tie. But there was still some optimism, I think, for both teams in terms of what they can possibly do in the division. And then now we're here in week 18. And, uh, yeah, both yeah. teams suck, right? And it's, that's the reality of the situation. But I want to ask you guys, you know, if I can start off, I want to ask you, Zach, you know, to kick it off, you know, the transition to Jeff Saturday. The back and forth transition between Sam Ellinger, UT guy, you guys see it behind me. He's going to get to start on set on Sunday. Um, then you have the Nick Foles. He's heard and go back to Matt Ryan. Like, is that a part of the biggest story for you guys? Just the inconsistency all around the board. Yeah, guys, look at look at John here. He's just a consummate professional here. He knows how to get right <laughs> into that segment one, which is a beautiful transition. And honestly. I think that's part of the big storyline is seeing what does Sam Ellinger bring? Because the last time we saw him, he looked like a young quarterback that had no clue what he was doing. Now, the Washington game, Washington Commanders game, looked fine, looked interesting, looked like, hey, you know what? Let's see him the rest of the year. Then there was that New England Patriots game, and we all know how quarterbacks are early in their career in New England. Uh, That was just an impossible matchup for him, and it looked like it. I mean, the Colts off. That, that I think that's on par with some of the worst offensive performances we've seen from any team this year. Uh, in that game in particular, the Indianapolis Colts, uh, and they scored three points against the New England Patriots team uh, that wasn't necessarily some amazing football at that point. So last time we saw Sam Ellinger, it wasn't amazing. It was you know 
it was it was what you expect again with a young quarterback going against Bill Belichick's defense. So I think yeah, one of the biggest storylines is seeing you know can Sam Ellinger do enough to show like hey maybe he deserves a shot at being the backup next year because as of right now I think a lot of Colts fans are saying like get rid of every single quarterback in that room right now like just send them all on their way uh, after the season because we're just done with this entire quarterback room. So uh, outside of hoping that this team actually has a little bit of fire for once under Jeff Saturday in the last five weeks. I think the biggest storyline is, you know, can Sam Sam Ellinger be anything? Can he give a little spark? Can he pull off the improbable win a game? You know, can he come out and win a game even against the Houston Texans who are the odds on favorites to have the number one overall pick? Can the Colts win against them? Because honestly, lately it doesn't seem like they can beat anybody. Yeah, man, it's been pretty bad in terms of quarterback play for the Colts, but it's no different here in Houston. I think that's part of our biggest storyline. There's been a two-quarterback system, and as my guy Evan Phillips always loves to say, if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. And this offense hasn't necessarily been the easiest to watch. I mean, you know, I was at the game last week when they took on the Jacksonville Jaguars, and offensively, it was bad. Right. And so uh, we, we're going up against a team that has a, a similar, a ton of similar issues that we have injuries. Guys are out, a lot of inconsistencies, a lot of rotations. And I'm curious to see, you know, how Houston goes, goes, goes uh, against that the grain in a sense and try to pull out a win. But I think the biggest storyline for Houston, no doubt about it, is actually losing the game so you can secure <laughs> the number one spot. Right. And regardless of what Lovey Smith says and Regardless of how anybody like feels in their franchise, and I really do feel for the players because no player wants to purposely lose in order to help out next year. I don't know if I'm going to be on this team next year. I got to perform for right now. But with the Chicago Bears benching, well, he's out for the rest of the season due to the hip injury with Justin Fields. Nathan Peterman, one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life in the NFL level, he's going to get the start. I, I don't know. Like the odds are kind of against us because it's not like we're taking on a dominant team in the coast no, no you know no offense but who, who, who like what's what this is a crazy scenario that can happen on Sunday and when I look at the future I think that that matters for Houston locking in at number one spot spot because the Bears don't need a quarterback they can trade back somebody else can jump up and get the guy that they presumably want and that's the biggest story down here in Houston right now Yeah, and before we move to our biggest matchups, and probably we'll go a satirical route with that as well in this next segment, I do want to ask you, John, just while we're talking storylines, while we're talking how Houston needs to lose this game, it's huge for their franchise to lose this game. And honestly, for the Colts, I'd probably say it's better for them to lose anyway, too. Just add more embarrassment, hopefully get Jeff Saturday out of here. We need another tie. That's Right, we need another tie. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. But Chaos. Yes, it would. But I want to ask you, on a neutral field, there's everyone's playing for something meaningful football. These guys are trying their hardest, right? Say both teams are trying to win. Which team do you think would win right now, the Texans or the Colts? No tanking involved. No, Like these teams are trying their butts off to win. Which team is the better team right now? I'm going to go with Houston. Yep. I, I, I'll go with Houston simply because defensively Houston has been playing some good ball. The last few weeks, I mean, we can look at the last game against the Jags where they gave up 28 points, 31 points, excuse me. Um, 
But you also got to look at the offense in the game was non-existent, so it's hard to bank on your, your defense when you're, you're not able to kind of get a break or, you know, put points on the board to make it competitive. But they've done some pretty good things against some of these veteran good quarterbacks in the last couple of weeks. Yep. Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, um, you know, so I, I think with Sam getting that start and the offensive line for you guys not being as good as it was and that clip of Quentin Nelson, one of my favorite linemen in the league, just getting bullied, you know, last week. I, I, I just think that the odds work in Houston's favor to get a yeah. win. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, I've been telling people all week that I think I would honestly bet Houston like winning by like 10 or more points. Like, I really think this Colts team is enough. I wouldn't say 10. That's too many points on the board Buddy. for Houston. Yeah. I'll say this real quick. Last four weeks, the Colts have three losses of 17 or more points, right? Which is unheard of in the NFL. I mean, just for comparison, the Texans only have two such losses the whole year, and they're the favorites for the number one overall pick, right? The only other loss in that stretch, they blew the biggest lead in the history of the sport. <laughs> so you know we got to talk about that before we get out of the show, right? We got to talk about it. Like, it just what the hell happened? I'm watching the game, and by the way, I am a Kirk Cousins truther. I'm riding down with Kirk Cousins. I don't know why, but Kirk's been my guy coming out of Michigan State. And this is one of those games before, like, before they like came back, people hit my phone up. Your boy Kirk is trash. Your boy Kirk is, you know, whatever the case is. And by the end of the day, I had all the ammo in the world simply because, thank you guys. Thank you, Coach and Coach Nation. The defense sucks. And so what happened in the game, man? So I wouldn't go as far as saying defense sucks. Here's exactly why. Here's here's exactly why the Colts lost the game. I'll hit this real quick because you guys have heard us talk about this a million times on the show here uh, for the Indianapolis Colts side. The uh, the Colts offense, I think, had five possessions in that first half where they started on the Viking side of the field. They turned that into 16 points in the first half. If they're talking, if, if this were against any other team, the Vikings are down by 50 at halftime. That's like that is how bad the Vikings were killing themselves in the first half, and how much the Colts defense was just suffocating them in the first half. There was three turnovers, there was a pick six, there was a block punt return for a touchdown. The Colts offense literally could do nothing with it. And then the second half, the Colts offense was constant three and out, three and out, three and out. So this Colts defense, who started off really strong and getting oh, return first, they were on the field for over 60 plays in the second half against Justin Jefferson, against Kirk Cousins, against Dalvin Cook. They got run into the ground, and we've actually seen it the last two weeks. The Colts defense was so run into the ground that second half that this Colts defense that was fringe top 10 in every single like statistical category is now falling back towards the 20th range because they've just, they've just given up. Like it's That was kind of the backbreaker for this Colts defense. They just got run on the ground. Their offense just killed them that game. And, yeah, the Colts put up 33 points, but their defensive special teams are probably responsible for 23 of them. Or 20, you know, 30 of them. Like the Colts offense statistically wow. is like w- one of the 10 worst offenses we've seen in the last like 20 something years. So, uh, yeah, that's that's all we'll talk about that, guys. We're going to get to our next segment here on matchups. But first, uh, we got to tell you about our friends here at Bet Online, your number one source for sports betting, info stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there. For pro football to college bowl season to basketball and even the World Cup, we've got it all here on betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
All right, John, I don't have a smooth segue into this here like you. I wasn't as prepared, I guess, as you for this, you know, this week 18 uh, crossover here. But what, what do you got for your biggest matchup? Is it going to be some kind of satirical thing or are you really looking for something and really hitting something in this game? Man, you know what? Honestly, I am looking for I'm looking for, especially in the first half, not necessarily the second, but I'm looking for this team in Houston to fight, man. I Again, you feel for some of these players. So if we remember, Brandon Cooks early in the year mentioned that he's tired of covering up for all of the lies and everything that's going on around trade deadline. We didn't get traded or whatever the case is. These grown men don't play the game to lose, right? Uh, this game is too serious for that, to lose constantly on purpose. So I do think that we'll see a fight from Houston. And I, honestly, I think they're going to win this game. But when I look at the matchup, listen, the last time – and he hasn't been, you know, as effective as of late, maybe due to the, you know, the guys up front. But the last time we saw Jonathan Taylor, you know, he kind of ran wild in that, in that second half, right? And, and was pretty good for you guys, pretty dominant. Uh, and, and I think that's the matchup, just shutting him down. I think if, like, if you shut Jonathan Taylor down, then you don't have an office to worry about. John, John, I want to I make a bet with you right now. Jonathan Taylor will not touch the football in this game. I guarantee it. He's not hurt, is he? <laughs> He's on IR. <laughs> oh, wow. So, uh... <laughs> wow. So, he won't touch the football in this game. Look, look uh... if you guys got to shut down Zach Moss, that's who's coming down. Your... That's going to be wow. coming down, you guys. Yeah. Excuse me. Well, and, and you know, in that case, this is, this is week 18, two bad teams. Oh, no, um, we're not cutting any of this. John, we're not cutting any of this. We're keeping all this to the show. Don't cut it. Keep it. Uh, so, why does it race? Yeah, there's no matchups, guys. Look, everything's satirical. Look, these are the two worst teams in football. They're going head-to-head for draft pick slots. But I think you said, I think you said the best thing. We're both looking for some kind of fight out of our teams here. Like absolutely the Indianapolis Colts have been, have just rolled over since the second half of that Vikings game. Like they got trounced in that second half. Uh, then the chargers came out and even though the defense did kind of compete a little bit in that one, it was a 23 to three victory for the chargers. It was nothing. And then we saw last week, the New York giants, I mean, just bullied the Colts from start to finish. I mean, 38 to 10, the Colts were out of that game halfway through the first quarter. Like that was not a competitive football game whatsoever. Now they get an opponent like the Houston Texans where, yes, I think the Texans win this game. I think the Texans are the better team. But please show some pride. <laughs> show Something, some fight. Just some fight. Something. Yeah. Don't do enough to make Jim Mercer think that Jeff Saturday is the answer at head coach. But <laughs> come out and just, have, again, have some pride. You know, like, I, I'm not saying go out here and score 60 points and, and just destroy the Texans. But, like, can we at least make it a game into the second half? Because we maybe that's the matchup between two coaches with two owners that a lot of fans are questionable about and, and what they've been doing as of late the last couple of seasons. And top picks are on the line. Maybe that's the matchup. Whether or yeah. not your coach can make losing look good. That's the matchup <laughs> right there. That's the matchup right there. But John, I have one question for you. Just while I have you here, doesn't really go with matchups, but again, two desolate franchises. We're here to talk about this kind of stuff here. The last two coaching searches, the Texans have had a lot of trouble landing a guy. David Coley uh, two years ago, Lovey Smith this past year, even though they've aimed high and pretty low with Josh McCown rumors and stuff like that too. But they've, oh you know, they've aimed high and they've tried to get you know good candidates. But because of 
a lot of the issues with the franchise because of maybe an owner that's a little too meddling or because of the Easter beast, all that kind of stuff, right? We have seen the Texans kind of get spurned by top candidates. Now there's a lot of Colts fans that are saying like, oh, it's one of 32 jobs available. Somebody's going to take, but you guys are the first example of, look, when you have like a meddling, micromanaging ownership group or just people in there that make it less desirable, it can be hard to hire the head coach you want, right? Yeah, and I think the Colts are in a much worse situation than Houston has. I don't think Kyle McNair has been a meddling owner. Uh, I think his issue was he was not as dominating as he probably should have been in these searches and really allow other people to do the work when you are a rebuilding franchise that he should be a part of, right? Some of the day-to-day activities. And especially in year one, you know, I give Cal a lot of – I give him a pass in that year one coaching search simply because behind the scenes, Cal was dealing with a lot of personal issues. Right? Yeah. Losing his father, uh, uh, you know, just people around him, that was a lot to take on. And then, oh, yeah, you got to go be the CEO of a NFL franchise. And so he delegated a lot, which led to Jack Easterby saga. So yes. who's no longer here in Houston – you know, thank God for that, which is kind of funny because he's a passing. I'm thanking God for passing <laughs> in that building. But I think when I look at Jim Ursay, man, Jim Ursay is the is the is the owner that you know, I don't know how much other grown men that's in charge of grown men wants to be micromanaged by a guy who has consistently gotten it wrong. And I think that's the issue with Ursay. I think that Ursay needs to look at Cal McNair and kind of Jockey style, just a little bit. You know, allow people that you hire just a little bit. Not not as much as Cal did because Cal has his faults and flaws, which has led to Houston Bennett in this situation. But just a little bit. Allow people that you hire, you, you're paying some good money to to do their job and, and stay away from the business side. Stay away from the football side for a while and allow the business to operate off of that. You know, it's kind of funny seeing the coach who a couple of years ago had – one of the greatest young quarterbacks up until this new class of quarterbacks when we got the Patrick Mahomes and the Herberts and the Burroughs, Andrew Luck, who honestly I feared would be running this division like right now still. And, <laughs> you know, they got it wrong. They, they messed up a lot of things on the football side, which led to him leaving, retiring early. So that's a sign of, you know, you know what, maybe step back a little bit if I'm Jim Russell. Yeah. Yeah, and again, just to address, I know on my side, they're going to get a lot of comments being like, look, Jim Mercer has not meddled with this regime until this point. The issue is when you are a head coach candidate or maybe a GM candidate, who knows if Chris Ballard will be here, it is terrifying to see an owner do what he has done this season. He stepped in and he said, make Sam Ellinger the quarterback for the rest of the year to Frank Reich. And two games in, he fired uh, Marcus Brady. They fired Frank Reich. They they brought in ESPN analyst to run the show, and then he reinserted Matt Ryan. It's just been a disaster behind the scenes this whole year. And if I'm a head coach candidate or these top head coach candidates, you know, around the whole league are going to be looking at that being like, maybe this is an anomaly, but what if it's not, you know, I don't want to work for this if it's not an anomaly. So that's kind of where I was going out with that, where we have seen coaching searches in the past where People have been turned away from situations and you end up with a Lovey Smith or with a David Clay, whether it's not a donor interviewing or with Jackie Sturby uh, interfering down there in Houston. You know, there are reasons why you'd be stuck with a less desirable candidate. And that might be the case here that we see this offseason with Indy is, you know, they could be like Houston the last two years where they get stuck with a candidate mm-hmm. that 
you know, they might fire after one season each time, you know. I do, I do have a question about Chris Ballard, man. You guys, you know, cover these these coats, man. How confident are you in Chris Ballard? Like, I, and, and again, I think Chris Ballard has been in the middle of just a lot of chaos and maybe he's taking yeah. some heat that maybe he shouldn't necessarily get. But he's, he's you know, he's, he's done his, his dirt as well in terms of being a general manager for his franchise. And it seems as though right now Chris Ballard is still going to be the general manager for the next season. I don't know how much you guys are 100% in on that, but Ballard and, and, and you know, coming back, what's the confidence level in him right now? Yeah, so I'll touch on this real quick before we get to our predictions and everything for this upcoming game, guys. But uh, honestly, I think Chris Ballard, I think I can speak for everyone in saying this, Chris Ballard is a phenomenal drafter phenomenal talent evaluator he hits more than he misses especially in the nfl draft where it is easy to miss he saw the Grayson era here in indy where it was a miss every single year and even in chris ballard's down classes he's still finding talented players like grover stewart in 2018 or like uh alec pierce and jelani woods this past year even though this last year is looking like a pretty good draft class but stuff like that he is a great talent evaluator great drafter but when you continually miss a quarterback when you continually sit out of free agency, eventually that's going to just topple on you and, and making your job so much harder. Uh, I think there is an avenue for Chris Ballard to, to turn this organization around and be a great GM again, but he needs to drastically change some of his approaches. And I do think he's going to get a chance to do that this offseason because they're going to draft a quarterback high, like 100% they're taking a quarterback with that first pick. So uh, he'll have a chance to turn it around and, and hopefully he does, but you know, how long can you go keep giving guys second and third and fourth and fifth and now six chances, you know, to finally figure it out. But I, I do think he has the ingredients to make something good. He just needs to put it all together. But guys, for, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the predictions for this beautiful game that you guys really want to hear about. You really don't want to hear about the all season stuff. You guys just want to hear about this game. We're going to talk about predictions here in a second. But first, let me tell you about our sponsor, Built Bars. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you've got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this season. If you're like me and you want to eat healthy, don't just compromise taste just because it's a thing for you. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, and you don't even think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. Built Bar is so good. Well, starters are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate, still good for you. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And that's that's what's even better. They are still healthy. I know I keep saying this, guys, but they're chocolate, but still healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even need to wait to get a box. You can go get them right now at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. You can pick up a four-box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club's, Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. All right, now we're going to jump into our predictions here, and hopefully the siren outside my window is calming down. <laughs> I don't know if you guys could hear that, but there, there's something bad going out there. But we're going to keep it here. It's, we're a, gonna it's a guy from the future from the Texans and Coast games. Right, right, right. The game ended in a 0-0 tie in overtime. <laughs> On a missed field goal by Kaimi Fairbairn. He was so close. He was on a 10-yard line. That's just how the game works. The Colts didn't pass the 50-yard line the whole game. 
but they kept it close. They fought to the the bitter end there. But John, give me let's give a real prediction here. What what's your what, what do you think happens? What do you think? Oh, uh, again, like I said, I think they compete. Uh, I, I think that honestly, I think with the level of these teams, I think they both kind of compete with one another, especially early in the game between quarters one and two, and. Um, I think they try to make it a football game, man, especially for Lovey Smith. I don't think that he he tries to – I don't think Lovey Smith is trying to purposely go out there and lose. I'll take that back, I do. But I see this game being 13-10, Houston's way. One touchdown for, for Houston, two field goals, one touchdown for Indy, one field goal, make it close. Houston gets out of here, and uh, they lock up that number two overall spot. Yeah, I'll go 23-10 Houston. Uh, I think there's going to be a couple turnovers uh, from Indy's offense that kind of puts Houston in in favorable positions. And also, I think I think if we look at a lot of things, the two defenses are probably similar right now. But again, this Colts offense is probably the worst offense we've seen in a long time in the NFL. And then one of the more important things, coaching matters. Coaching does matter. And Lovey Smith might be fired this offseason. He might not be... You know, he might not be the guy that you circle and say, like, oh, that's the coaching advantage. But in this matchup, absolutely the coaching advantage. I mean, like head and shoulders above in the, in the coaching advantage. Lovey Smith coached, you know, schools around Jeff Saturday with his eyes closed and and twice on Sundays and stuff like that. I mean, Lovey Smith is not a, not a horrible coach despite what the record says this year with Houston Texans. And I think he can show that against Jeff Saturday. So, yeah, I do think – uh, 23 Houston Texans, 20 to uh, 23 to 10 Houston Texans over Indianapolis Colts. I just think the Colts are the worst team in football by far and away right now. Uh, and I'm I know that you guys listening on our end here are going to be really happy when I don't have to talk about the 2022 Colts anymore because Man. you guys are. I mean, on our just, end too. Like everybody's mind is beyond this season. It's right now. It's in April. This is April, yeah. April, April, April. Yeah, you guys know it's bad with the comment sections when the comment sections are every week being like, oh, Zach's so negative. Why is he so negative? To lately being like, yeah, Zach's got a point. Ah, yeah, he's got a point. <laughs> oh, you know what our uh, comment section is filled up? We could be talking about – we could be doing a preview of the game, right? And our comment sections will be filled of, of I think the Texans should draft, insert player. <laughs> I think the Texans should scout and draft, insert player. Draft, draft, and then fire, 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 <laughs> fire, fire. Because we don't want that person to mess up who we draft, 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 and draft. Nobody cares about this season right now. But I do want some positive things to come out of this last game. I think there's some players on our roster that can benefit from ending off the season strong that will be presumably the under contract that will be with this franchise next year. So I am looking forward to some positive takeaways from Sunday's game. Yep, and on my end, guys, on Indianapolis Colts, uh, Locked On Colts, whatever YouTube channel, in the comment section, I want you guys to fill up our comment section with the Houston Texans will draft. Put that in there and put who who you think they will draft <laughs> and be as funny and unique as you want. You know, they will draft Stetson Bennett or something like that. Let's, let's have some fun with it in our comment section. Let's make it all Houston Texans. Uh, but, wow. yeah, you know. <laughs> Let's have some fun with it, guys. That's in Bennett. That's who it's going to be right there. Oh, my um, gosh. But for you guys following for the draft, you know, the tankathon, the draft meter, the Colts, the highest they can climb with uh, with a loss in this game is the third overall pick. 
They would need a lot of help to get up there. The lowest they can fall with a victory is the sixth overall pick. For the Texans, it's a lot easier. It's either first or second. It's the only place that you guys can go. Uh, but, John, do you have any closing words here before uh, I send us out of here? Yeah, you know, I pray the coach draft Will Levis. I don't <laughs> believe in him. I think he's not a good quarterback. And I don't want to – we already got to deal with the emergence of Trevor Lawrence. I don't want that with two teams in this division. That doesn't include Houston. So, Will Levis, Will Levis, Will Levis <laughs> to Indy. Or Anthony Richardson. I'm fine with that. But especially Will Levis. Taking him, take him and, and go ahead and, and, and suck for the next 10 years. I'll be okay with that. All right, all right. Then I'll point to this guy and I'll say Stetson Bennett to, to, <laughs> to Houston. That's the savior. He's a football guy. He's got all of the the smarts, you know, underrated athleticism. Oh, That's the guy. He's a winner. He's a winner. He's a winner. <laughs> But that's all we got for you guys today. I hope you had some fun like we did on this final crossover episode of the season. Make sure you guys are following us on social medias at Lockdown Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL. It's my co-host that couldn't be here today, at Zach Hicks too. And then, John, where can they find you on social medias? I'm on Twitter, at John underscore Hickman 12. Super simple. Or you can just type in my name right there, John Hickman. You'll find me. Perfect, perfect. Also, subscribe to our channels on YouTube, guys. Uh, you know, we always love getting those uh, interactions stuff. We talked about the comment sections a little bit today, so make sure you guys are having fun with that. And thank you for making us your first listen of the day. For your next and check the Lock On NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights you love on the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Do you think either of these teams end up on Locked On NFL podcast? Probably not. But guys, Locked On NFL, available on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow.